Hello, everyone. This is Jeffrey Kerr. I'm here today with Eric Whittle, who is the newly appointed producing artistic director for North Carolina Theater in Raleigh, North Carolina. Good morning, Eric. Good morning. How are you, Jeffrey? I'm doing good. And you? I'm doing very well, thanks. Okay. So, Eric has a long history with NC Theater as an actor, teacher, and director. For the past 16 years, he worked as one of New York's top casting directors in the office of Tara Rubin Casting. Through casting and developing new musicals, Eric has been lucky enough to work alongside Stephen Sondheim, Cameron McIntosh, William Finn, Sir Richard Eyre, Stephen Daldry, Susan Stroman, Stephen Schwartz, Casey Nicola, James Lapine, Phila Deloitte, and Hal Prince. A few of his Broadway casting credits include Sunset Boulevard, Aladdin, Falsettos, Les Miserables, The Phantom of the Opera, Billy Elliot, Mary Poppins, The Little Mermaid, and Mamma Mia. At North Carolina Theater, Eric has directed productions of Steel Magnolias, Driving Miss Daisy, Billy Elliot, Mary Poppins, Jesus Christ Superstar, Gypsy, and most recently, Mamma Mia. Those last five I mentioned were shows I've actually covered for Broadway World. Also in the Triangle area, he's directed Hay Fever at Playmakers Repertory, as well as several productions at Theatre Raleigh, which were Violet, August Osage County, Parade, The Lights in the Piazza, and Big Fish, where I actually worked as a spotlight operator. As a director, Eric has worked with a lot of high-profile talents from both the Triangle area and New York, such as Beth Level, Dorothy Lyman, Lauren Kennedy, Sandy Duncan, Ira David Wood III, Judy McLean, and Carol Lindsay. Not to mention that he's also worked with performers who went on to do such exciting projects. For example, Jen Colella appeared in his 2012 production of Steel Magnolias just five years before she became a Tony nominee for Come From Away. Sam Faulkner, who started as his Billy Elliot, who went on to be in the ensemble of NBC's live television production of Hairspray. Lisa Brescia, who is now back on Broadway as Heidi in Dear Evan Hansen. And John Riddle on a 2017 production of West Side Story in Fort Worth, Texas, before going on to originate the role of Hans in the Broadway stage adaptation of Disney's Frozen. To start things off, how are things going with your new job as producing artistic director? Well, they're great, Jeffrey, and let me start off by saying I am so impressed. I mean, first of all, you make my, my past and my career sound really cool, and I I listen to all of that, and my heart starts to pound because I am so honored that I have been able to do so many of the cool things that I've been allowed to do, and um, so many of the incredible people that I've been invited to be in the room with. And I'm so impressed with you making the connection of some of the incredible performers that we've been able to have, invite down to North Carolina to be in plays both both here at North Carolina Theater and also uh, Theater Raleigh. And what a full circle moment to be talking to you in this way after having had such a great experience working with you and the entire company on Big Fish this, this past summer. So, yeah. um, again, it's, it's, it's a thrill to talk to you um, today. And job well done, even before we dive in further. <laughs> so... Um, Things are going really well, you know. I'm I'm just I'm in my fifth month, moving into my sixth month here at this post of being the full time producing artistic director, and it's the first time that this theater company has had someone in this role 
Completely. We've certainly had um, amazing artistic directors in the past and amazing producers in the past, but this is the first time that it's a, it's a full-time position where someone is living here in Raleigh, overseeing everything artistically at the theater on main stage and also with our, our conservatory. Mm-hmm. So um, the, job, the job in some ways is, is bigger than any of us imagined um, because it, it's one thing to look at it on paper and it's another thing to look at a real person doing it all and um, being in all the places that I'm, I'm supposed to be. And I, I love a challenge. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm accustomed to working a lot, you know, in New York. As you mentioned, I was working as a casting director, but also working as a director and a resident director um, in some shows and ended up doing that with Mamma Mia on Broadway mm-hmm. and the um, touring productions. And so, and, and that was in addition to my teaching around the country to different colleges, universities, and also ongoing classes in New York. So I've always been one to have my hands in lots of different pots, and, and I love doing lots of different things at the same time. So in that way, I am loving all of the different responsibilities, and I'm thrilled that it feels like a combination of all the, all the things that I have done in the past as an actor, a director, a casting director, a teacher. I'm combining all of that into this new role as producing artistic director. There are things that I don't know how to do yet, and there are certain things that I, I have to, you know, say, Show me how to do that. You know? <laughs> uh, I've, I've I've not been in this kind of meeting before, or or things like that. But but a lot of it is feeling very comfortable and kind of like I'm putting on a new suit, but luckily a suit that fits pretty well. And as you've directed many different kinds of plays and musicals, both old and new, how do you approach each of them differently? I, I think. I, I try to approach the older pieces or more known plays and musicals in the same way that I would in shows that are new because having had the great the great pleasure of working with so many um, wonderful directors and, and producers on Broadway who were approaching revival shows, they would always talk about what's the reason for doing this today? How can audiences today respond to this material? What's the zeitgeist factor? That's rubbed off on me through the years, and I really try to approach um, known material in that same way. How can our audiences be drawn to it today in a fresh new way? And that actually is an exciting part of where we're headed with our season next year, because for the first time in many, many years, we are going to be producing all of the shows that we put on stage. And and that might not mean a lot to a lot of people. They may not really understand the difference. But the last several years at North Carolina Theater, we have presented tours underneath the umbrella of our season. So, so we have produced, made some of the shows, and then we have brought in some of the other shows, making our entire season. Now, the audiences don't always know the difference, but we're hoping that now with producing and making all the theater of all six shows, that we're providing new opportunities, more opportunities for the actors, the artists, everyone involved with the theater here in North Carolina, and it's more opportunity to bring in 
more artists from from New York and, and beyond. We're truly excited about that. And one of the ways that we approach the material that we select for the season is how can we bring a new voice? How can we show an audience a new way into that story to introduce them to new characters? And even if they're characters that they've known in the past, how can they see them in a new light? So, you know, for next season, when we take West Side Story and The Sound of Music, which are beloved classic musicals, within the, the confines of the musical and completely respecting the material as it is, we're not going to make grave changes. We can't, and we wouldn't dream of it um, right. to the, the, the text. But what we can do is we can explore design choices. We can explore casting choices. We can... We can do things to give it um, a, a fresh approach in that way, and we certainly plan to do that. And you've also directed productions and venues of all different shapes and sizes. Now, how does the size of a venue influence your approach for any particular production? When there is a smaller venue or something that is different or, you know, not the, the quote-unquote normal uh, proscenium theater, the wheels really start turning. So if it's um, a black box space or like the North Carolina Museum of Art that we used for Light in the Piazza with the Theater Raleigh, you know, it's it's so fun to dream because it's like a clean slate, like um, a canvas, you know, a, a empty canvas of how do we dream up a way to tell the story in this particular space. And so, you know, I start brainstorming and then start working with a, a scenic designer and thinking of, of ideas. And that really will, will get us started. You know, when it is a more traditional theater space where it's proscenium and all of the seats are out in front, you don't always have as many possibilities, um, but there certainly are lots of possibilities, and we have played with many of those. For instance, in Memorial Auditorium for Billy Elliot and for Jesus Christ Superstar, I got them to, to bump the stage out overneath the, over the existing orchestra pit, and that gave us about almost almost 16 extra feet so that we came closer to the audience and that creates a little bit more of an intimate feel in that giant theater and so things like that you know it's always it's always pushing the envelope on thinking what can we do to make this experience different and more visceral for an audience well yeah i definitely remember your jesus christ superstar had the whole orchestra up on stage behind the set that's right mm -hmm. that's right so now on to the season announcement. North Carolina Theater's upcoming 2019-20 season was recently announced last month. And uh, two of next season's musicals deal with the topic of race relations in America. The first of which is, of course, one of the most celebrated musicals of all time, West Side Story. That'll be kicking off the season in October, playing from the 15th through 20th in Raleigh Memorial Auditorium. Yes. We are very excited to bring West Side Story. You know, West Side Story is a project that a lot of people are are doing right now. There is a new Broadway production that is going that is in the works. Yeah. Steven Spielberg is about to start um, filming his new movie of it, which is going to have Raleigh's own Ariana DeBose playing yeah. Anita. Yes, I was um, going so to mention that. that. <laughs> 
Yes, we were so excited to, to get the rights to do the production because it's my understanding that, that shortly after we are going to be producing it, that the rights will actually not be available for regional theaters to do it for a while because of the Broadway production. So we were really, really happy to, to get it at this time where it is a, you know, it is a story that is timeless in telling, you know, the story of Romeo and Juliet and um, questioning what separates us and what is this huge divide and how important is that and is it so important to actually, you know, come to life and death matters. And, you know, the haunting thing about exploring a show like West Side Story in this day and age is you see some of the themes are as relevant or even more relevant today than when they were originally written. So we are happy to, to present this amazing music and the original Jerome Robbins choreography. I am going to direct this production, and I directed it at Casa Manana a few years ago, and we are going to be doing that version, which has a very specific design element. We're, we're thrilled to share that with, with our North Carolina audiences. Well, yes. In fact, I mean, I wasn't living in North Carolina when NCT last did West Side Story, but I'm aware they actually did it in the fall of 2009 while the last Broadway revival was going on. Oh, yes. I think you are correct that they did do that. And I know that every time that the show has been done here in Raleigh, which I'm not sure how many times. I know it's been done twice. It might have been three times before that um, it has gone very well and we hope to to do the same um i will say that that ours will feel a little bit different and look a little bit different than it has looked or felt in the past well yes but though probably a little more traditional compared to whatever evil von hova has in store for his revival well this is true this is true i certainly certain i, I certainly don't think i will be stepping into um his territory i just got back from london where i saw his wonderful production of all about eve and i of course have seen network um on broadway but and i am such such a fan of his work but no no ours will not be like his i am sure i am sure yes <laughs> yes uh, so the next show in this season will be having our say the delaney sisters is one first 100 years which will be presented in the aj fletcher opera theater from november 8th through 17th that is correct oh, one what? of the reasons that i'm so excited about bringing um having our say to our raleigh audiences is the history of these delaney sisters who in Raleigh today have have family who live here father was um such a, a huge part of the episcopal church and and of saint augustine's college now saint augustine university so the interest already with the university and the churches in the area because mr delaney started so many african-american churches in north carolina you know these sisters they they had these amazing lives living through the Jim Crow era, and in the early 90s, they were interviewed for an article with the New York Times, and that that piece then got turned into a best-selling book, and then that best-selling book got turned into a play, which was then, then done on Broadway in the mid-90s. So the play is two women, two actresses are playing these two sisters who at the time of the play are 103 and 104. And 
And um, because they, the ladies really did live to those ages, they are inviting us into their lives, into their living room, into their kitchen, and they are talking about their lives. And their lives are so fascinating. It's heartwarming. It's really funny. I just think all of us, no matter what race we are, especially Southerners, are going to be able to pull something from this universal story. I think it's, it's especially potent knowing that these ladies, you know, began and, and have roots um, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Then in the new year, Kingy Boots will be presented in the Raleigh Memorial Auditorium from February 11th through 16th. The Broadway production recently ended its six-year run earlier this month, and I believe this is going to be one of the first regional productions of the Tony-winning hit. You are correct, sir. Um, we, were, we were so thrilled to get the rights to Kinky Boots because it's a show that, that so many people are going to want to produce around the country. And um, as you said, it just closed. There is a tour that is still out right now for a few more months. We're over the moon to be able to bring this to North Carolina theater and to share this with Raleigh audiences. You know, I like to say that our season is full of, of classics of all sorts, older and newer. You know, you look at West Side Story and The Sound of Music that have been around for quite a while and are such classics, but, you know, with Kinky Boots and Memphis that we'll be talking about in a moment, those are the new classics. Those are the shows that, you know, in 20, 30, 40 years you're going to look back and those are going to be the classics of our time right now, which is clearly the case with all, with all of the, the Tony Awards and numerous other awards that both of these shows won. And the following month, another recent Tony-winning hit, Memphis, which is the other musical dealing with uh, race relations in America, will be presented in Raleigh Memorial Auditorium from March 24th through 29th. That is correct. Uh, West Side Story, as you mentioned, was dealing with race, race relations, dealing with the Latinx community and um, Caucasian folks, Americans versus uh, Puerto Ricans. You know, in Memphis, uh, this show take, taking place in the, in the 50s, um, looking at race relations between African-American community and Caucasian community, and during the birth of rock and roll. This is amazing music, and it will take people back to the time when th th they remember when this music was born, and people who weren't born yet, you know, certainly are um, familiar with the flavor and the feel of rock music, and what rock music has turned into, you know, and, and how so much music today is born out of this incredible music that was started um, when rock music um, came, came around. And so it is a joy-filled musical that, yes, does deal with a very real dilemma of race relations. It takes place in another time, but there again, it's also very timely with where we are today. Then in the A.J. Fletcher Opera Theater from May 1st through 10th, an earlier work from the songwriting team of Bench Pasek and Justin Paul titled Edges is going to be produced. Yes, this is really exciting for our, our company. Um, it's, it's a bit of a departure to do something that we don't expect anyone to have heard of. You know, there are a few people that have heard of this piece. The guys who wrote it are certainly well-known with having won the Tony Award for... Dear Evan Hansen, and then having Oscars for La La Land, also being a part of The Greatest Showman, you know, and writing those songs. They are, they are incredible guys who have been on this amazing path of success. 
success. And they wrote this musical, this song cycle. It's a grouping of songs that they wrote while they were in college about the experience of being on the edge of adulthood, of making choices. So we're hoping that this will be something that will really attract millennials and even folks that are younger than that, as well as people who are older, as we can all relate to relationships and breaking up and fear of moving forward and the celebration when we do. These songs really, really pull that out of us. And it's a small cast singing these amazing songs that were written by the Pasek and Paul. And we promise them a very intimate evening that will be entertaining and stirring. Then from July 28th through August 2nd, the season will conclude in Raleigh Memorial Auditorium with Rodgers and Hammerstein's beloved classic, The Sound of Music. That's right. We, we love The Sound of Music um, here at North Carolina Theater. And, you know, I think most people do, whether they want to admit it or not. <laughs> um, what we hope to bring across The Sound of Music is to, while we want to celebrate the musical for all of its goodness and incredible music and story, we want to possibly take out some of the sugar. There is a a real story behind it of a family fleeing their their lives as they know it um, for for freedom and because of their beliefs. That's a theme that is really uh, very prevalent in today's society. Not that we want to be too too dark um, with the sound of music, but, but we really hope to have a great balance so that there again, it doesn't feel like the same old sound of music that, that has been done over and over and over. We hope to breathe new life into it while paying homage to the incredible musical that everyone has come to know and love. Yes, and while we're all looking forward to next season, this current season isn't over yet. I believe the next show you'll be directing at NCT will be the finale to the 2018-19 season, Annie. That is correct, yes. Next week we, we have um, Murder for Two opening up, which is a small um, show, two people, uh, a really, really fun um, whodunit, which uh, these two guys are absolutely incredible. They they play the piano, they play all of the songs that they sing. They also play uh, 13 different characters between them, and it's this incredible roller coaster ride of a murder mystery, kind of kind of um, a fun Agatha Christie. It is it is hysterical and, and so much fun, and so we're, we're very excited to have that open up next week. And then, yes, I am going to direct Annie in Memorial Auditorium this summer. Again, we with, with our mission here at North Carolina Theater, we want to explore musicals that you have known in the past in a new way. And we are going to do that. And we have an incredible cast that I can't wait to share with everyone. You know, a mixture of the best of the talent in, in local Raleigh, North Carolina area, combined with some Broadway knockouts. In fact, we have a Tony Award winner um, playing Miss Hannigan. We are so excited. And I, I, I think I can tell say who that is. We're, we're so thrilled to have Karen Ziemba, um, the Tony Award winner, come play Miss Hannigan um, with us. It's going to be a fantastic production. Okay. Uh, hopefully I can get an interview with Karen around the time that comes. Yes, that would be great. I hope so. 
Before we go, for those who would like to have a career in the theater, what do you think would be a good place to start? Well, there are so many wonderful opportunities these days to get involved with local theaters where a person lives, whether it's on a community level or a professional, regional level, taking classes, just getting involved in any way, whether it's school or theaters in the area. And then after that, I think if one really wants to study to be an actor, they can go to so many of the incredible programs that are out there to get an education and good training. And those are some of the things that, that I recommend. But you, you get better by doing it and being a part of theater in any way possible. I also think it's an incredible opportunity, and I'm a living example of this, to do as many things in the theater as possible. Even if you know you want to perform, it's, it's really smart to take an internship in production, to learn about um, building costumes, sets, to learn about casting, to learn about producing. Um, all of those elements can make someone a better performer. The opposite is true for the people who want to go into those other elements. I think it's important for them to try their hat at acting. It, it, it allows for a greater appreciation of the art as a whole, and it allows us to understand each other more fully. Anyone who has it in their, in their soul in the arts, I just say go for it. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I've been doing at Theatre Raleigh, not only last summer, but this coming summer season as well, where I'll be once again be working as Spotlight Operator. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Eric, I thank you very much for devoting your time to this interview, and we're looking forward to the 2019-20 season. Jeffrey, thank you so much for such an intelligent and, and well-prepared interview. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Hey, same here. Have a nice day, Eric. Bye-bye. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening. If you like what you've heard here, please subscribe to any one of the following places where the Care Reviews podcast is available. Anchor, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Be sure to keep following along for more podcasts, and I'll see you all later.